Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, it certainly is. Hello and welcome to a, uh, what is it, a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Eight more sleeps to the start of the NRL season, of course. Bugger it, we might as well launch it tonight because there isn't going to be a launch this year. I know a man who is very disappointed by this, Scotty Sattler. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm, oh no, me. I'm disappointed. Oh, you're disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed. No NRL launch happening. Hello, Scotty. How, how, are, you? how are you? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because it happened back in 2003. The Rugby League Players Association and the players said, you know what? We're going to boycott the Dally M. And so David Gallup said, you know what? I'll call it off. Yeah. So still to this day, there's an asterisk next to 2003 as the Dally M medal winner. And... um. And it's happened this year as well, where I don't think the NRL want to be confronted with uh, possible embarrassment, exposure to embarrassment for the brand, uh, expecting a lot of players to turn up uh, but don't. And yeah, that would be um, that'd be quite embarrassing for the for the major body. So I can see why they've made the decision they have. Uh, what I, what I, what you do love about the NRL season launches, you get to see what the what the ad's going to be, the TV ad, mm. which is always pretty exciting. So. Uh, we'll still get to see that. Maybe it's usually always released on the Friday, the day after the, the season launch. I tell you who will be disappointed, mm. Woogie, mm. that there is no season launch, the WAGs. Of course. Yeah. So how are they going to show off their new lips, so to speak? Like, obviously, they've had a little bit of, you know, a bit of a touch-up. Mm-hmm. And in time, the, they've let them settle down. They get them done about a week beforehand, gives them time to settle down. Yep. Fake tan sales, I believe, have bottomed out. There's also there's the wags, but there's also the bags, which are the blokes, the boyfriends, also that get to go along with their partners, like the yeah, NRLW sure. players, the bags. Yes, yes. Is, so, that, is that the official term? No, I just made that up. Uh, so it's the blokes, <laughs> the partners. So they don't get the a, gags. They don't get a chance to say who dressed you today. And you say, well, Ringers Western. Yes. Or Lowe's. Or the uh, the wags. Yes. Uh, who's dressing you today? Well. Whoever. Give me, give me a fashion brand. Uh, Vera Wang. Who? Camilla. What? Like Camilla? So free garments. <laughs> no, not that Camilla. Oh. <laughs> we haven't heard from her in a while, yeah, have we? Know, yeah. It's a bit hoarse. So, so yeah, it's, it's called off and... I'm disappointed because it's, it's the, it's the build-up to the RL season. It's like, right, here we go. It's on. It's the last weekend now. I'm just going to get all my jobs done. And then we can sit down and watch footy for six or, months. on the flip side, are they now real cancelling it because 
most times, often than not, the person that's going to appear in the NRL ad gets mm. charged with some offence. <laughs> yeah, well, look, as I said, there's still eight days. Well, <laughs> well, Latrell and Jack White appeared in court, court today. today so yeah. How'd that go? Do we know? <laughs> no, I don't know. No. Oh, they tried to get it. They tried to get their conditions, um, I suppose, postponed until the end of the footy season. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, uh, look, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I just, I'm probably more disappointed because they haven't worked out. They haven't worked it out. The Rugby League Players Association mm. and the, the Australian Rugby League Commission, so they've not worked out this, this, the CBA. Like, are you serious? We're one week away from the competition and you're cancelling the launch of the season because you're worried they're not going to turn up. We'll just get the bloody deal done. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, but I mean... I'm not being a prophet of doom. It's just... It's it's a lot more difficult than that. And I know the NRL, you know, from all reports, sat on their hands for a while and didn't make this a priority. And it's got to the stage that it has. Uh, but in saying that, I mean, the most important part of the CBO was the salary cap. Now, they weren't consulted, but from all reports, they were going to agree on what the figures that were thrown up anyway. And uh, the next one is the NRLW. So they've reached an agreement with this, the salary cap. They've reached an agreement around... Or, hasn't been ratified yet, but um, in relation to the uh, the minimum wage and 12-month contracts, it's just got to be signed off. It's, but, it's hard for us on the outside to, to, to wonder why it can't get done. There is something that's, that's happening that both parties can't agree. We just don't know who is the antagonist here. Can we see a situation where we start the season without an agreement or does it not start? Yeah, of course we can. The, right, men, okay. the men's season, absolutely. Right. Can't start the female season without yep. the women's okay. season. No way. Okay. And like the NRL haven't got much money. We'll talk about that a little later on in That's Ridiculous. If you've got a That's Ridiculous for us, 0457 736 736 or you can call 1300 01170. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, uh, SCN 1170 in Sydney. SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy. 1620 on the Goldie, SEN track stations, SEN Fanatic, and those listening through the SEN app. By the way, we're on uh, TikTok. We're carving it up. We are carving. Thousand people viewed your video of you just absolutely <laughs> tearing a new one into the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I was probably a little bit too harsh. Hello? Um, I probably should have said it was. I was probably a little bit more disappointed with their recruiting. You said it was crap. And even I tried to, me, I tried to go, hey, mate, they didn't, you sure? You, yeah, and then you doubled down. <laughs> well, well, if, if. You're in the Sydney Morning Herald today as well. Well, if last week's effort is any indication, it's going to be a long season. Captain, stop. Oh. Stop Captain Controversy, <laughs> all right? Sorry. Look, you were part of the Brisbane Jets, and you're just dirty. Well, that's what Brent Tate said to me, because he's a former Redcliffe player. And he rang me straight away and said, it is sour grapes. Mm. And it probably is a little bit of sour grapes, to be quite honest. Well, you need to be professional. By the way, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was terrific. I think you should double down again. <laughs> we might make, we might make NRL 360. Do you know what? I hope that they proved me wrong like Toddy Payton did. So don't say anything I... Well, there's one mate seriously. you lost. You've now lost Wayne Bennett. I like Christian Wolf. Great guy. Yeah, well, now we've lost him. And I don't want to fight him either because he was a former tent fighter. Trav McLean, the media manager, may never give us an interview. He hasn't given us one yet. Oh, mate. <laughs> Should I talk about the email he sent to no, one of my colleagues at SN? Move on. Move on. Saying that if move I on. want to give you an interview. Now, 
who's on the show tonight? Uh, Jock, man, oh, you're excited about our guest tonight because they're both opposite ends of their playing careers. Jock Madden, great young player. You love this guy. Backup halfback for the Broncos. 2018 Australian schoolboys captain, and it was a mighty fine side of players that have gone on to play NRL. And uh, former West Tigers player, so I'm with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Broncos, ex-Bronco player. He's been to a few clubs. And at the other end of his career, what is he now, about 32, Who? 31? Matty Lodge? 27. No, he's not that young, is he? 27. He looks a lot older. I'll, I'll go 27, 28. The... I thought he was 31. No. I... You can mm. ask him that if you want. How Correct me you... if I'm right. <laughs> I never said that. Lucky we're not lying. Lucky this is recorded, folks. Yeah. Uh, he'll be joining us as well. And I'm going to ask him the question from what happened in 2015 in New York to where he is now at, at a very good club, playing mm. wonderful football, what's changed in his life? And has he had to make changes? Yeah, because it is that it is it, it's the elephant in the room, right? Absolutely. And we got some listeners. We had some listeners text us last night saying if you got him on, I'm turning off. And I hope you don't, because you know, there are a lot of people that would have disagreed and I'm one of those. I'm sure you're one of those mm. as well. The position that he found himself, which is not acceptable at all. Um, but you know, he, he served his time away from the game. He came through the the, the Queensland Cup with Redcliffe. The Host Plus Cup, he came through. He had to to restart his career all again. To be quite honest, from that day forward, he's never stepped out of line. So, as far as we know, so and yeah, Wayne exactly. gave him, Wayne gave him another chance at the Broncos. Yep. So, yeah, I'm really interested in that, and I don't I don't mean that from a you know like a, a journalistic you know like I'm not trying to be outrageous with this. I want to know because I reckon there could be a lesson for a few of us. Uh, not me, but maybe you uh, and a few others that, 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 you know, what has he done? What steps has he taken to become a changed man? That's if he is changed. I'm sure he is. could be the incident itself. It could be yeah. maturity. could be fatherhood. Should I ask him why he left the Warriors in a hurry? What yeah, went down there? It's probably best not to. Could I ask him for a loan? Because he got paid out of his salary, 700. Oh. Yeah. That would get him a bedsitter on weekends in Bondi, <laughs> wouldn't it? Now, you are not finished yet, Woogie, <laughs> are you, in relation to the Australian cricket side? What is getting under your goat today? Oh, no, nothing. I just read some No, articles. there is something because no, I just re- you were fuming, you were marching around the office earlier I was on. not. No, look, I'm just, resent- I'm just representing the common cricket fan. Okay. I just, I'm dumbfounded that the Australian cricket players are given a few days off after that second test debacle. Well, they had 10 days between, there was day, 10 days between- day five and yeah. the third test. But because it finished two days early, they got 12 days. They got three days correct? off, yeah. Two or three days off. And I just go... What would you want them to do instead of those three days? I'd want them to get back in the nets the next day. Do you know there's some coaches that have that have just walked into training after flogging and gone, guys, go home. I don't want to see you for two days. But they can't go home. Well, Pat Cummins can, and, and a few of the players have been... The injured players have been sent home. But is it the right message to send? Go and have a few days off. Go and take a photo with a tiger. You know, go and see a Bollywood movie. Do all that sort of stuff. And then we're going to head down to indoor and then we'll start Find training. Find a nice naan bread. <laughs> they've, got 10 day, they've got 10 days between tests. Yep. I, I just, I don't get Some players, to their credit, did want to train, but they couldn't find any training facilities. But I just got, it, so sends, hang on a sec, it sends the wrong message. They can't message. find any training facilities. Is that based on, is that based on, that Indian cricket is not making any available? Oh, I don't or... I don't know, mate. 
I don't okay. know. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd be, I'd be saying this. I understand Pat Cummins what going home. What would you home. do? What would you do? If you had three days off in India, what would I, you do? What would I do? Yeah. I'd go and have a photo with a tiger. Yeah. Right. I'd go and see a Bollywood movie. Mm. And I would just hop in a bath of butter chicken for a whole day. Just take some naan bread and just slowly, just slowly eat my way through said bath. That's what I do. I love butter chicken. Yeah. How good is How it? How would you chafe go in the butter chicken? That's fine. Yeah, okay. That'd be good for it, actually. Yeah. I think I think it burns some of it off. But the other thing I read today from Michael DiVenuto, who is the Australian batting coach, and I want to put this to you and our listeners on 0457 736 736. He he said um, the instruction – I'm paraphrasing here too, by the way, yep. so it's not word for word. But he, he said the instruction they gave the, the batters was to be aggressive. And they mm. certainly did that. They were scoring it over five and over. Probably, and not, probably not needing to be that aggressive on day three Yeah, in and, the conditions they are. And I'm not sure why the game plan to be aggressive was the one. Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe if they thought if they just defend it, they're going to get out anyway. That's the only thing I could think of. But – Backing up what Andrew McDonald said, that they didn't tell them to sweep and play those shots, right? So that's what I hear. But then I read more down, and, and Michael DiVenuto said the batsmen made the decision to change their tactics, and they panicked. And then he goes on to say, it's not doom and gloom. And I go, hang on, wait. Their decision to change their tactics, the batsmen, it's not doom or gloom. Well, Michael, it is. And he was a great batsman, Michael DiVenuto, Tasmanian. He, he was he pioneered aggressive batting in the ODIs for Australia. When he opened the batting, he he was one of the first to do that. But it is doom and gloom because you bloody lost the series within six days, and for everybody looking out, it is doom doom and gloom. Stop using this positive BS language and say. Say what it is. It was a crap performance. Could you imagine, and putting in rugby league analogy, Woogie, could you imagine that if you were a New South Wales or Queensland coach, uh, let's say it's Billy Slater, for example, and Queensland have just lost the second game of the series. They lose the series. And Billy Slater comes out and says, you know what, we, we changed our game plan. It's, you know, we, I, couldn't, I couldn't change on the run. They'd, the damage is already done. But it's not all doom and gloom. If we win game three, we save face from a clean sweep. Do you think that'd be accepted by Origin no way. fans? No yeah, way. No way in the world. No, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be accepted from a head coach if that was, say, the defensive coach, and you've had ten tries in each game put on you. Well, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Like, no way. It's mm. rubbish. And I just, I've just got this feeling, and I could be completely wrong. Correct me if I'm right. That. That they just don't want to say anything negative mm. because the players get upset. I hope I'm wrong on that because you can't be soft. Well, in, in a way, Michael DiVenuto, by publicly saying that the players changed our instructions, is a way of sort of saying, you know what, the, the players have... The, the players game have, plan. They changed the game plan. The players have gone off the reservoir here. We've, they've gone and, and done their own thing. Um, How about we just be honest? Yeah. Well, it's, about, not, it's not going to happen under this regime. It's well, not going to happen. And if, if, this, if this collection of players are too soft to get honest feedback, well, then should they be representing Australia? I want to know what you think. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. By the way, if you've got any questions for Jock Madden uh, or Matty Lodge 
tonight. Uh, let us know about those two. 0457 736 736. Uh, what else is, is happening this afternoon? Well, let's get into some text, shall we? Ashton Agar has been given a free flight home with Qantas as long as he carries the drinks for the flight crowd. Yeah, on. well, that's an interesting one, Woogie. I know he hasn't had great great numbers in Sheffield Shield. and um, He's gone over as part of the squad. When there's a position available, they fly another spinner over and send Swepson home for the birth of his child. But then Swepson's coming back. And Agar is yet to play one second. Mm. And then they take Hazelwood. Who's injured? Yeah. They took three injured players. Yeah. Uh, Agar apparently hasn't been bowling well in the nets. Mm. And I think they got a little nervous and decided to fly Kuhneman over, which is a good call. I think uh, Matty Kuhneman. Bowled really well. Proud Queens boy. Did very, very, very well indeed. Bowled a great line he did. Consistent. But I, I question why Agar was there in the first place. Didn't perform well in Sydney on a spinning pitch. I might, it did rain a lot and that game was reduced. I understand that. But again, how do you pick a guy for an Indian tour who's taken one for a hundred? Mm. I, I just there's just some bizarre decisions that it's are probably, going on. It's probably a really good way to explain it. There's bizarre decisions that are going on. Yeah, mm. we're not going to talk about cricket tonight, are we? No, we weren't going to. Uh, Rooster Mungrel, Woogie, this is the text you were looking for late yesterday, Arvo. Woogie Worm and Ostomy, is that how you say it? I'd rather see James Graham live than Ed Sheeran. He looks the same. Tickets are far cheaper and he sings better. Mm. That's hard. My kids loved Ed Sheeran on the weekend. And would James Graham? Yeah, he would. I was going to say, would he go into a hospital and sing to the kids? Hey, listen, can we bring in Cohen, our, our yeah, new producer, who's yeah. doing a gun job teeing up all these interviews? Mm. Um, oh, that's your mate Brent Tate ringing me. Should we take it on air live? No, don't. You sure? No, you've got to get his permission. <laughs> um, I don't like this. Paul Cohen today sent us a message on our WhatsApp group going, boys, I might be late, midday, like that's midday. Yep. You're not even out of bed by then. Mm. Uh, going, I've been to the doctors and I've been, I've been cut. I've been hacked up. I've been hacked up. I've come in today to see him. He said, I had to get rid of some warts. I went, where are the warts? Yeah, we don't want to know. We don't, we don't want to know that. <laughs> but So he's got this mark on his face where the doctor has completely missed where this – what was on his face. Yeah. We think it's his face. Mate. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't even see it, by the way. It's yeah. the tiniest little scar. Who was your doctor? Well, no, don't say names, but was it Dr. Seuss? Was it? <laughs> was it? No, seriously. Was it Dr. Pepper? I'm not naming names. <laughs> no, I'm getting out of here. Was it? No, stay. <laughs> no, you're going to get a ribbing. Was it this bloke? You'd better tell the captain. We've got to land as soon as we can. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. Is that your doctor? No, surely I've got something to stand up for there. Stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Actually, we were there today. I went, you yeah. didn't know, I was in the waiting room and I saw your doctor there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Are you looking for a way to slash the cost of your medical expenses? <sighs> you there it is. Yeah. There yeah, it is. Yeah, good one. Are you all right, mate? Are you mate, all right? I'm, I'm just hanging in by a thread, boys. Literally. Literally. I, I think... I, I don't know. I feel like I've been used in a way. I just what is a bit of a guinea pig? Or... Yeah. Okay. By yeah. the doctor or us? Was the doctor Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> I won't be going back there. I won't be going back there. You're all right though. You, you, do you need, you're not scarred or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I bloody will be. Hey, language, mate. We had to talk to you about calling your lovely partner Misso <laughs> yesterday, and there's no swearing on the air. All right. All right. All right. Don't be too cut about the. <laughs> The visit to the doctor. 
All right, I'm going. Is your favourite band Band-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more for Cohen, our new producer? Does anyone know whether Jack, uh, Bonsai Jack, got out of the country? Does anyone know? We don't know yet. We don't know. He may be on that airport show in coming weeks. <laughs> we can't confirm nor deny. Hey, Harry Potter, <laughs> come into this room. Anyway, we've got to go to break. When we come back, little jockey Madden from the Broncos will be joining us next here on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. I'll be, um, I'm leaving a bit early too, you know that. Yeah, I know. Mm. Okay. Yep. So you'll be right to do the last, probably half hour of the show? It'll probably be the most entertaining 30 minutes our listeners have heard. I doubt it. Well, it's going to be myself and Cohen. Oh, Band-Aid himself. Mm. Scarface. What's, what do we call him now? Patch Adams. <laughs> you got a patch on. He made it sound worse than it was, yeah. didn't he? It w- Youth was, of today. I expected to turn up and he had <laughs> like a huge scar down the side of his head. Yeah, like the Joker. Yeah. Mm. In Batman. Yep. But it just looks like he's got a pimple what on his neck. What was Batman good at? I don't know what Batman... He had a fast car. Hiding Robin's body. Well... Just on Robin. He disappeared, didn't he? Never been seen. No. No, maybe. That's uh, concerning. It is concerning. Has anyone ever thought, hey, listen, I might report this to Crime Stoppers. Mm. This bloke might know where um, where he is, Robin is. He's uh, he's, he's doing a great apprenticeship under one of the great halfbacks to play the game. And I'm saying that from the heart being a South Sydney supporter. Well, he has been one of the great modern day halves. He's got Adam Reynolds as his skipper. And the halfback, and he's doing a great apprenticeship under him. Played well last week against the Cowboys. Jock Madden from the Broncos joining us now. Jock, big question. What happened to Robin? Hey, guys, how are you? Good, mate. Do you know, what, do you, do you know what's happened to Robin? We're a bit concerned. Batman's he, mate? Yeah, Batman's mate. <laughs> uh, I just had a, a sore back. So um, I think I think Kevy said before, I don't think he played... Any trials the last couple no, of years? No, 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 no. We're asking you uh, where... No, no, Jock. We're asking you where Robin is Batman. You know Batman and Robin. Batman's sidekick. Do you know where he's gone? Not where Reno is. Really? <laughs> this is not going... Go- oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's these kids. Oh, I hey, know. Jock, now you played for Scone, Australian Schoolboy. I want to get to your Australian Schoolboy side a little bit later on, the 2018 side which you captain. Um, but playing for Scone and then as a kid after school, you moved to Sydney... Uh, what's the difference between Brisbane and Sydney? Have you found any significant difference about the lifestyle? Um, definitely not as busy up here than Sydney. Um, you get a free run with the traffic, um, going to training every day, so you don't have to really worry about the, the traffic at all. So, yeah, that's probably one of the big differences. And the, the weather, the heat up here is a big difference back home. So. <laughs> I, I really liked uh, what you did especially when you came in and made your debut a couple of years ago um, and then the involvement you had at the West Tigers last year. And I think you're going to have a, a terrific a terrific career, Jock. Uh, I love the way that you play. And it really shocked me that you went to Brisbane. And can you tell me why why it was Brisbane as the club that you decided? Did it have anything to do with, well, one, opportunity, but two, you've got a, a coach that's won six premierships and one of the great halves combinations with Alfie. 
Alfie Lang is involved at the club, but also, as Jace was just saying, Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the Brisbane, the Broncos, have had so much success up here, and it's, and it's such a big club. Um, yeah, like you said before, um, an opportunity to come up here um, and push the play as well as learn from Renault. He's done everything in the game, um, as well as Kevin, the coach, and Alfie as well. So um, being able to play, uh, learn from under um, those players, um, continue to develop and grow my game as well, and you know, um, to, and then hopefully play first grade as well. What, what's what, what's the thing you've learnt most from from Adam Reynolds? Uh, just his leadership, how um, he gets around the, the ground, controls the game and team, um, how square he plays in the line, just the subtle movements that he makes to hold up defenders, and um, obviously everyone knows how um, important his kicking game is for when he was at South and as well as being up here at the Broncos last year. Has he convinced you to get a tattoo yet? <laughs> Nah, not yet. Won't stay away from them. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember that tattoo he t- he's told us he got. It was in the one that was embarrassing for him. I can't remember what it was. I don't think he knows what half the tattoos no, are. No, no, yeah. no. Does he make you – does he Does he treat you the way Steve Smith used to treat Marnus Labuschagne? Remember that Test 1 documentary? You have to, like, clean his locker and he do his washing and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Renault comes across as that sort of guy. Yeah, no, I'm at the other end of uh, locker room to Renault, so, yeah, I'll stay away from that. So, hope he doesn't hear that either and bring it up to me tomorrow at training. How did you feel in that Cowboys game last week? Um, I think any win in any game, whether it's a trial, it's, it breeds great confidence and going into the season, especially the last trial. How did you feel your own game with you know, only a, a couple of opportunities to wear the uh, the Broncos jersey so far? Were you happy? Yeah, yeah, I was happy. Um I thought uh, our right edge connection um, with Ricky, Jordan Ricky, Katoni Staggs and Jesse Arthurs, I thought we, we connected really well in defence and um, like the communication side of things as well across the ground. Um, obviously, there's a lot of improvements that you want to keep making and um, so you can keep growing throughout the season. But, um, yeah, I was happy with my performance and, yeah, first time put the, the Broncos jumper on. Now, when you're in Sydney, Jock, uh, you've got to share the, the limelight with a lot of other sides. And so the media focuses on multiple teams within the competition. Has the club or anyone, speaking to young players like yourself or any of the other players, have they have they stressed to you how, how much scrutiny is on the Brisbane Broncos being, other than the Dolphins coming in this year, being the only team that has significantly you know, faced the most exposure in one city? Yeah, I think, like like you said, like in Sydney, there's so many teams and, you know, there's a lot of coverage that goes, goes across those teams. But, yeah, coming up here, it's a, you know, a one-city team up here and, you know, a lot of people look at the Broncos and you can definitely, like, since I've been, since I've moved up here, I can definitely see it's um, rugby league driven. So, you know, there is a, a lot of light on the club and everything like that. But, you know... Um, if you're winning games and everything like that, it, it definitely gets the, the the town and everything going anyway. So, yeah, really looking excited for the season ahead and um, and put on the Broncos jumper again. Yeah, you're going to love playing at Suncorp every 
every second weekend. It's a great ground when it's your home ground, especially now. Um, you would have played against him. Well, I think you would have played against him. But seeing him up close and personal and the way that he trains, I keep hearing these stories ever since he came into first grade of Payne Haas. He's so big and so mobile, but apparently he's just got the most amazing engine on him when it comes to conditioning. Yeah, I'm glad he's on my team, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a machine. He's he's his fitness level, his effort areas, post attack and defence is yeah, unbelievable for a, such a big guy like him and you just see what he does in the game week in, week out, you can yeah, see why see um how good he is. What was the reaction like at training when Marty Tapau put him on his backside? <laughs> no, they just they just ran into each other. There was nothing nothing um, too much in it and everything like that. I was training on the side, so I actually didn't see the actual the running. But yeah, they just um, I think Marty ran the line and just bumped bumped pain while he's on on the um, checking to go on the out. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't too much in it. Imagine that collision. Yeah, I know. Now, uh, Jock, I want to focus on the Australian yeah. schoolboys. Yeah. 2018 Australian schoolboys side has always been regarded as one of the, the really the really good Australian schoolboys teams that has gone through. You were the captain of that side. Now, can you tell the listeners um, some of the names that were involved in that side of, that have now gone on to play NRL? Um, yeah, there was Tommy Dearden. played to, against him last weekend for the Cowboys. Uh, Tommy Talia, Stephen Crichton, Jason Saab, Zach Feeney. Stafford Toa, uh, Bradman Best. I'd be forgetting someone else. Bronson sure. Sherry, I think yeah, Bronson Sherry, isn't it? Was it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, he got selected and I think he pulled out. He wanted to do a preseason uh, with the Sharks. So, um, NRL preseason. So, yeah, he, he didn't end up coming, but yeah, he, he was one that got selected. Yeah, amazing lineup. Amazing lineup. Now, a little bit of fun. We'll put you under the Sports Day blowtorch. Just uh, give us your answers. You've got to be as honest as humanly possible. If you had two tickets to any event around the world, what event would it be for Jock Madden and which teammate would you take? Um, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'd, yeah, an NBA game as well. I wouldn't really... I'd have to go watch LeBron James play, but I wouldn't care who he'd play against. And a teammate I'd take um, for... We're talking about him before. I'd take Renault. He's a sporty person too. Yeah, you take the skipper, you yeah. brown nose. Well Look done. at you. Jock sniffer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> most, an, most annoying teammate. This is the one that you'd love to be able to shut up for 24 hours. It's got to be Herbie Farnworth. Oh, really? Couldn't understand oh, the word Corey he said. Oates. Corey Oates. Oh, Corey Oates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Corey understandable. Oates, yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> I've oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Okay, the quickest player. The quickest player that you played with, are the Tigers or or the Bronx? Uh, Dean Mariner. Young young yeah. player coming through. Good player. Um, he's played a couple of games now. He, he, yeah, he's lightning. If you had to rely on one of your teammates, former teammate, current teammate, that had to tell a joke to save your life, which teammate are you throwing up there? Oh. I 
um, Jack Campanolo, he, he did, um, he's with South League and Magpies. He come up here, he did train and trial. Um, one of the funniest blokes I've ever met. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I called yeah. a game one, Tommy. I think he scored three or four tries in Queensland Cup. Um, now, uh, first to leave on Mad Monday, is there a teammate that's just renowned for, for not fronting up? Um, oh, not that I can picture. <laughs> Surely not the um, West Tigers. <laughs> they go for days yeah. at the West Tigers, yeah. Okay, last yeah. one. Last yeah, one. Uh, Who's the best dancer? The best dancer you come across. Dancer. Who's the one that's always willing to get up on the dance floor? You're in the mad cow after playing Ezra the Cowboys. Mam. Ezra Mam. Wow. Yeah, he'd have some moves, I reckon. <laughs> He's yeah, your favourite player, player, isn't he? In the gym. In, the, in the gym. Yeah. yeah I love the kid. Are. He's a good player. In the gym. All righty, mate. Good luck. First game for the Broncos coming yeah. up against the Panthers. Yeah. Round one next Friday night, 7.05 Queensland time, 8.05, obviously, for our New South Wales listeners. Jock, we appreciate you uh, joining us tonight. We don't appreciate you not happening, uh, helping us with what's happened to Robin. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's fine. We'll we'll continue to work. We'll ask Matty Lodge. Sorry, guys. I wasn't really paying attention at the start. Now, I thought you were talking about Renault for a sec. So. No, that's all right. I'm going, well, hang on. Don't tell me Robin did his hammy. And he's, he's got some back issues. And Kevy knows where Robin is. This is getting carried away. It's all good, Jock. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, mate. There he goes. Chuck, young mate. and fresh. Uh, it's good, isn't it? They're great it? when they're young and fresh. Yeah. It is. You know what? There's, they're not media trained, mm. you know. Um, but, yeah, no, well done. Well done, Jock Madden. A good young player, actually. I was actually surprised when he went to the Brisbane Broncos. There were a couple of clubs that were looking yep. at his services, and I think he's a really good young player. But you mentioned it in that interview. I mean, he gets to learn off the likes of Alfie, Kevy. He's got Renault. I mean, wow. Yeah. If you're, if you're a halfback wanting well, to learn your craft. He's 21-22. And he's learning from the best. What I love about it is that th- there is, you know, there's a, a lot of young players now that are they're in a rush to get there straight away. And if you've got the ability just to be a little bit more patient, and Matty Johns has got a good saying: the longer you stay in second grade, the longer you'll you'll stay in first grade. Yeah. So you learn as much as you can. Then when you hit first grade, you're ready. Yep. Yeah, you're not green. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, 0457 736 736. Matty Lodge will join us just after 7 o'clock New South Wales time, hour earlier, of course, in uh, Queensland. Got a question for him? 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews here tonight. Rat starts with us on Monday night. Yep, yeah. Matt Rogers on Sports Day. Hey, can I say uh, on Fox Sports over the last couple of days, they've had the best NRL games in the in the NRL, just the regular season games in mm. NRL history from 1998. There's been some great games. I think it's up to about number 50-something. Mm. Um, my favourite NRL game from memory that I can remember watching, actually it was a final. 2010, West Tigers versus the Roosters, Sydney Football Stadium, Allianz, mm. went into extra time and Braith and Asta kicked a field goal. 
Yeah, right. To go through to a grand final. One of the best hits you've ever seen, Simon Dwyer on Jared Rhea Hargraves. I think it was Sean Kenny Dow scored in extra time. That's my, I reckon that's one of my favourite NRL games of all time. Yeah, these games have been terrific. Final. Yeah, it's terrific. been really good. It's been really good. Um, uh, first of all, we'll keep on the cricket thing here. Uh, Hazelwood is home. Warner's home. Cummins is home. He should be back for the third test. Uh, you mentioned off the top of the show, Swepson is going back mm. as well. But what, why did we, I don't know, why did we fly? Why did we fly injured players over in the first place? Well, I, I sort Stark of... Stark would be all right for the third I test. I can sort of see why they did it because you would be anticipating that their recovery would be while they're on tour. They have all the best care over there with all the, the teams. Um, well... The strength and conditioners, the uh, all the medical staff, all the resources would be over there. So I could see why they would take the players over there, but that's only if they anticipated that they would be back sooner, which is not the case with with Hazelwood going home now to try and mm. try and get himself ready for the World Test Championship, which we've still got to qualify for. Yeah, uh, he's and know what he's going to do. He's going to know what he's going to do. He's going to play uh, IPL as a warm up for that. Mm. So, um, and Warner's trying to get back for the ODIs in India. Oh, don't bother, mate. Just stay home. Watch that OLED TV of yours. <laughs> you have hardly watched it. Turn that on. Spend some family time and then and see if you can get yourself selected for the Ashes, which he, he struggles in England against the Duke Ball He struggles well. outside of Australia. Yeah, certainly does. Mm. Uh, some rugby league news. Actually, a text here from Daniel. Jantz is a Storm fan. I'm pleased to see Cameron Munster Elevator back into the Storm's leadership group after his 2021 indiscretion. The change in lifestyle has seen his game go to a new level and he's been rewarded as being named a vice-captain alongside Hughes and Grant with Christian Welch. Uh, Welch being named sole captain. A no-brainer. The bloke oozes leadership, talks the talk and walks the walk. But you're dead right, Daniel, from Prairiewood. He's still not the most popular person in his family, though, is he? Welsh Christian Welsh? No, him and his brother. His family has a... Uh... A yearly award. Best son award. Yeah, yep. he can't win it. No, he can't win it. Um, I've got to say, and it's a good text, Daniel, from about Cam Munster, uh, and he has had some indiscretions, and he's the first to admit that he's put himself in bad situations, much like our guest that's about to come up. He's had himself in bad situations, and and he's matured. I, I, I've got to say with Cam Munster, yes, the, the situations that he's found himself in have made him try and grow up, grow up when, when he should have been a lot more mature. But also fatherhood. Yeah. Fatherhood takes a game to another level. I think Cam Munster, um, Mitchell Moses just became a father over the preseason as well. It's danger signs for opposition sides. When you've got another responsibility and you mm-hmm. take all the responsibility away from yourself and all the focus and you've got to think about something else yep. outside of rugby league, um, I Mate. think Mitchell Moses could have the best year, year of his career. I reckon there are so many male listeners listening to us now where fatherhood has leveled us all. It's mm. it's brought us all back down to earth. And Probably it, not Steve from Dubbo. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can see what you're trying to do here, Steve, because on the text line here, listeners, he's bagging my last laugh. It is terrible. And he's saying, oh, Woogie, you're the funniest. Oh, that's, that's comedic gold. I can see what you're trying to do, Steve. I'm not falling for your shit. But your fitty scent joke last night was awful. It's a great joke. And received... Great applause from my friends this morning. Nick from Newcastle reckons Warner is cooked. Time to retire. 
Yeah, is it a case of one one year too long? I want to leave you that thought while we go to a break. You, you, you know, the best retire at the right time, don't they? Well, they just they know Warner, McGrath. Depends if the light goes out. Langer, If you're Hayden. not motivated anymore to, to travel with the side, go into camp. I think he's motivated. If the light's gone out and you're not as motivated, and I'm not saying he's – No. That's his – I'm just talking about athletes in general. When you start asking the question, it means it usually is time. But um, but it's been proven through his through his batting average that he, he really struggles outside of the Australian pitches. Uh, Toronto Ride, and we'll talk about this as well. You would think Australia would send another batter over now. Warner's out. Well, I've, yeah, I've heard Bancroft might be going over. But mm-hmm. anyway, we'll find out. We'll get to that soon. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, if you've got one for us, 0457 736 736. Take it away, Sats. Okay, you love your NFL. Yep. So Archie Manning, who's Archie Manning? Oh, I'd be a great. Oh, is he the father? Father of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he was a he was a very good. He was a great NFL quarterback in his own right. So he played for the Saints, New Orleans Saints, for twelve years. He got traded to the Oilers in in Houston. His family stayed in New Orleans, and he used to take flights home each week to see family. Yeah. Sometimes he used to bring one of his sons back, which is Peyton. And um, so uh, Archie Manning's. Quarterback, backup quarterback was a guy by the name of Oliver, Oliver Luck, and he was made to babysit them every time <laughs> he brought Peyton back. So uh, he'd take him to the movies, take him to ice cream. And so the backup quarterback, he only had a short career, this, this um, Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck. And he only had a short career, retired and looked into his business career, uh, was, became the boss of uh, one of the big soccer leagues overseas. But he had a son while overseas. His name's Andy. And uh, taught him how to be a quarterback. So eventually his son was traded, Andrew, to the Indianapolis Colts. And they dumped Peyton Manning for Andrew Luck. Wow. So the babysitter's son took over. Come on, that's ridiculous. I I had a feeling you were going somewhere with Andrew (laughs) Luck. I love those stories. It's a bit of a cruel one, though. It is. But those Mannings have landed on their feet, haven't they? Yeah. They do all right. I was just going to mention about the amount of money the NRL have made. Uh, six, operating surplus of $62.9 million with the 2022 season. Come on, that's ridiculous. And they bought a pub. How good is life? Yeah. You made $63 million, you bought a pub. Life is great. Um, you've got one too, Colin, but you have to hold off because the music's nearly finished, all right? We'll do it after this break. That's this is Colin sport. playing the guitar. Yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. <laughs> a scab on his The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the second big hour of the show. Scott Sattler's in fine form tonight. 
getting ready for his last laugh, which I'm afraid I can't hear tonight, mate. I've got to leave in about a half hour's time. Simon Orchard uh, from Greyhounds, New South Wales. What are you laughing at? <laughs> well, I'm just laughing at what you got to do tonight. It just makes me laugh. Why? He's going to an NRL season launch tonight, and his job is to announce the players' names. Mm. There is – you can't – it'd be a dollar fifteen that you are going to get a quarter of them wrong. Correct. Mm. But the good thing is they don't want to put me on stage. So you're going to be just on a microphone in a dark corner. Hiding. Like nightclubs in your 20s. Yeah. I hope I remember to turn the microphone off <laughs> in between. You know what I mean? I don't want to go to the toilet, flush, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Hear me drinking. Do you get a free meal with it or not? No, of course not. Okay. I thought it was after the show too, by the way, but then I thought, oh, can you get there earlier? I was like, well, I'm actually doing a show. Mm. Anyway, it'll be a fun night. I'm looking forward to it. Your wife's going to be there too. Allegedly. Do you want me to keep an eye on her with how many drinks she has? (laughs) Just don't breach that AVO. What's what's that limit you got her on now? 12? What's a day? You, you're not allowed within 150 (laughs) metres. Hey, when am I coming to set your barbecue up, by the way? When I pick it up. I haven't you got it yet? No. I've paid my deposit. I'm just waiting for it to come in. Well, oh, right. We're playing golf on Friday, you and I. I, sh- I was going to sneak off. I haven't. I wasn't telling you. I haven't what. seen Woogie play golf live, and I love that he says yes, he's have. the worst golfer. You saw me. At, remember that time? Yeah, but I didn't. That... I really didn't take any notice. Oh, were you in my group? No. Oh, well, see, when I was putting him into the backyards of houses, <laughs> you know when you tee off, you go, it's bang. More of a bushwalker than a golf player. Oh, here he is. Oh, hey. it's Cohen. Yeah. Hey, boys. You all right, Scarface? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. A few band So you want to ask us something? I want to ask you something, boys. Mm-hmm. Something popped up yesterday on my socials. and Was I it thought... a wart? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say me socials? My, social, my socials. Yeah, my okay, Social yeah. media. Mm-hmm. So have you heard or do you know what a snickle is? A snickle. A snickle. I've thought about it. What's a, is it something like urban? Like, is it something you kids, you crazy kids are going on about? No, nah, not even close. Is it a some sort of social media platform? Is it like a Tinder? <laughs> no. Right. Is, huh? it, is it something to do with a, a snicker bar and it's combined with something else? You're getting very close. Ooh. You're getting very close. Snicker is it, bar is and... Is it tickling someone with a snicker <laughs> bar? A snickle. Okay, it's a pickle... With a Snickers bar inside of it. Oh, this is a what? thing. This is a thing. Would you eat a Snickle Boys? The listeners, hang on, wait, it wait, out wait. there. You you put the Snicker bar inside the pickle. How do you do you that? You get a pickle. You yeah. get a big pickle. You cut a little hole in it. <laughs> I wish. What are we talking about? <laughs> I wish we had a camera going. <laughs> yeah, on. I know. Yeah. I know. And you put the Snickers. <laughs> I can't bar look at him. <laughs> I'm not looking at him in the eyes. <laughs> Apparently, it's great. In what context? Tastes good. Eating it. Oh, okay, it tastes yeah. good. All right, tomorrow night you're eating a snickle. Yeah. On live, air. Live on air. Okay. All right. Do you put anything with it? Like, no, you just, that's, that's it. Oh. So you're going to, where do you get a big pickle from? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a legitimate depends question. Depends on club you're hanging out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know. Guys, come on. Stop <laughs> acting like 30 year olds. What, where do you get a – so you've got to go and buy a Snicker bar and a big pickle, get the receipt, you can claim it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. And then bring a, it and you're eating it live on air. A jerkin. A jerkin. Oh. Get a jerkin. No, Come on. Now you're going too far. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Go, go, go and get Maddie Lodge on the phone. This show's gone to the toilet, hasn't it?
Just call it. How good are pickles on hamburgers? Oh, they're the best. So Anyone good. who throws a pickle off a cheeseburger, for yep. example, should be sent to jail. Mm. No, no three strikes. It's the only thing you and I agree on. I know. 0457 736 736. Sats, how many times have you been married? Two or three, just a bit between a few old nudgy college boys. I want to know who this is. For, I have to, well, I have it in my phone. I'll have to check. Um, my beautiful ray of sunshine, Rebecca, is my second. I think the question, how many more do you think you got in you? <laughs> That's the question. She's not letting me go. She told me. Mate, she cries on my shoulder every day at work when you're not around. Mm. Robin missing. This is one of the big – what happened to Robin, Batman and Robin? Um, we're going to ask Matty Lodge that because clearly John Jock Madden, Madden had right. no idea. He's never heard of Robin. He he started to blame Kevy. I'm going, hang on, we better stop this. Uh, Woogie and Worm, there's been suggestions over the years that the Gotham City version of Batman and Robin were hiding something. Oh, no. No, you can't read that out. Well, I've stopped. I just realised <laughs> what it said. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we can't say that. Mm. G'day, Shaggers. The reptile. I was just in India, fellas. A, a good naan bread in India could grow back a limb so good. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means, but. It's so good that, oh, I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that Nathan Lyon hasn't improved his batting in the red ball cricket. Shane Warne improved his batting to become a very good number eight for Australia, as was Peter Taylor. Good spinner, Peter Taylor. Spin bowlers shouldn't be batting bunnies. Sporty go. Uh, Ian the Builder, who agrees with me for once. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just lost it. Where'd he go? Ian the Builder. Ian the Builder talks about the players being soft. Woogie, you're spot on. The players are soft and have taken over the asylum. Anyone that is my age and deals with young blokes knows that you can't say anything that might offend them in the slightest. Don't forget this age group are the product of some genius bleeding heart introduced participation trophies for everyone. So there were no losers. Therefore, nobody had their feelings hurt in Tamworth. Ian, the builder. We've um, got one of the toughest guys in footy. Mm -hmm. Um, He's had an interesting career so far in the game. Yep. He's now landed at the Roosters. He's had a day off today. He's taking time off out of his day off to talk to us on Sports Day. Matty Lodge, welcome to Sports Day. Hey, mate, how are you? Hey, Matty, what do you do on your day off? I mean, we've been talking about Batman and Robin, and with all these Batman movies that have been around, there's no (laughs) Robin involved anymore. Mm. So on your day off, have you been looking for Robin? Because we don't know where he is. (laughs) Oh, mate, I I wish I'd been uh, digging and pulling in the paint walls and pavers. What are you doing? Are you renovating? No, I'm redoing backyard, yeah, backyard. The amount of coin you're on, can't you get someone to come in and do it? Mate, he's training trial. Yeah. Uh, just on that, I'll, I actually wrote this down no, to ask you. What What's happened with that? Because you, you signed a short-term contract last year when you moved from the Warriors. What's the latest with that since the salary cap's sort of been finalised? Have you signed a longer deal yet? Uh, I just signed there for this year. So um, I was just I was always going to stay. So no matter what it was, I just, yeah, I was there. Now, as a Westie, as a Westie, how is life in the eastern suburbs? Mate, I don't know what you're talking about. I was born and raised out there. Yeah, but are you a, like, I would think you'd be a. Full... <laughs> no, no, I'm from Blacktown. I'm from Blacktown. I know but... that. I mean, you... it's a culture shock, so, isn't it? I thought you'd be a full cream milk drinker in coffee, <laughs> but have you have you transferred to goat's milk or anything yet? Hanging around with Tedesco yeah, no, and those yet. guys? No, not yet, but uh, he's from Cairns and he's a bit, he's a bit, um, he's one of us, but uh, he's one of us. I'm living over Manly, so. Yeah. I haven't converted yet, but it's a little bit, little bit gone out. Now, 
Maddie, you've been in rugby league for a while now and still only 27 years of age. You've had a few clubs and outside of, and you get the opportunity to compare. So outside of the great players that the Roosters have got, there's something special with the way that the Roosters go about their business and being involved in a couple of clubs now, can you put your finger on it? Yeah, I guess it's hard to, um, it is a little bit hard to comment, but I guess the last probably club that I felt had that kind of culture was probably when I was at the Storm when I was young. So, so um, I guess it just yeah felt felt natural when I when I got there. And like home was kind of the environment that I guess I'd, I'd see myself um, playing and training in and, and competing in. Everyone's there to to win and get better. And uh, yeah, I just love my time there to be honest. So um, yeah, it's just good to slot in there and um, just do what I have to do for my own game and not worry about anything else. And, and everyone else does the same. Now, um, I've interviewed Trent Robinson for a, a podcast probably about oh, three or four years ago. And I was just enthralled. I spent about an hour with him. I could have sat there for a couple of days and getting to spend some time with him day in, day out. From a playing point of view, what's his greatest asset as a coach, Matty? Um, I think for me, obviously, I'm a massive fan of um, rugby league my whole life and, and young. And, um, you know, I've been around a fair bit, but I guess, um, coming under train, I literally I'll probably learn something every day. Like just stimulate, I get stimulated at training and enjoy it. And so you know, he's always just teaching new things and thinking and doing things outside the box and playing with things. So I really like that that part of him. That's um, yeah, it just educates us all, and we go in there and learn something every day. It's a pretty smart guy, Matty. It's it's interesting that you talk about learning. Of course. We're not going to harp on it, but what happened in 2015 would have to be one of, I guess, the lower points in your life. And now you're living, you know, a good life. You're with the Roosters. You seem like you've you've turned things around, which is which is really good, mate. What between 2015 and Matty Lodge today, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? Oh, probably a tough question, but no, I've probably just got to. Um, I guess there's a point where. It's, just had to let go of that. I guess I was only 18 when that happened, and you know I'd take it back if I could, but obviously I can't. And um, yeah, I just guess I had to let go of it and rebuild my life. And I guess if I didn't let go of it, I wouldn't be where I'm kind of now. So just kept, kept my head down, and you know I never said too much or don't say too much about it. But just you know I've been well behaved since I guess, and everything's kind of worked out, and probably swung my mindset now. Where if that kind of didn't happen, I wouldn't. Um, have some of the things I'm fortunate to have now. It's all kind of worked out. Three kids now, and yeah, I guess that kind of led me down a good path there after that happened. Yeah, yeah. good on you. And, and and you did the hard yards as well. You know, spending some time at the Redcliffe Dolphins before making your way back to the Brizzy Broncos. And and when you look at the front row stocks, I think your side on you know you don't have to be Einstein to realise that on paper it's an outstanding side. There's yourself. Uh, the veteran, Jared Maria Hargraves, who's one of my all-time favourites. Lindsay Collins, coming back from a knee injury, of course, uh, from last year. Who are some of the younger guys up in the in the engine room, in the, in the front row stocks, Matty, that we may see a little bit more of this year? Yeah, it's probably that. Um, there's probably is a little spot or two there up for grabs for one of them to um, put their hand up. But there's there's a few um, wrestling out. We've obviously got Terrell May, Fletcher Baker, um, Tooks is a big, big fella. Yep. Oh, he's had a good preseason. Didn't see too much of him yet, but yeah, there's a few there. Probably just, um, I guess the boys are waiting for one of them to just go bang and, and explode. I'm sure one of them will do it. So, mm. um, yeah, there's a couple there. Sammy Walker comes from really good 
uh, rugby league DNA. And, uh, you know, his, his family members, all good footy players themselves. And Benny was a good football player. He's, he's, uh, he's, his dad... What's he like? As a, I mean, coming to first grade as an eighteen-year-old at a club like the Roosters, a big expectation. Is he a is he a chatty number seven when he's out in the field? Oh, he's a, I think he's a pretty like um, composed kind of cruisy kind of guy, which is uh, you know plays to his strengths and he plays what he sees. And you know, as far as I can, I feel like sometimes you forget that he could be playing SG ball mm. or under twenties, and he's you know he's at fifty games, so it's pretty. He's, he does some things that not many people I don't think could do with the footy and. Yeah, I just love watching some of the stuff he does and how he goes about his business. So he's a really special player. Do you think it's a matter of time before he wears a, a Queensland jersey? Yeah, well, you kind of tough for me to put that goal, but I guess, like I said, he's only only a, a, a kid and he's mm. doing some, um, he's playing some unreal footy, and I'm sure the future's going to be real bright for him. Now, talk about being a kid, Joseph Suwali, only 19 years of age. I had to remind myself he's only 19, yeah. and he seems to be from the outside looking in, Matty, that he's 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 got great maturity well beyond his years. Is that the way that you see him day in, day out? Yeah, he's just like it's, um, you know, it's a bit of a shock when you see how well he 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 speaks and he prepares and does everything. He's, um, he leaves no stone unturned and that's pretty rare. I know when he was done eight, when I was his age, it was probably a bit of the opposite. So to see how professional that he is and he invests a lot of time in himself and, yeah, he's a, like a special, real special talent, I guess, and person. He's a, one of the nicest guys ever. And, um, yeah, he's unreal to play with too, you know, playing with guys like that. And I think they're just real lucky that they he's come through this club and the coach and the senior players above him, Tedesco and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's in the perfect spot. You've seen some pretty good youngsters come through. You know, you're a tremendous young player yourself at 17, 18 years of age. Um, where does he rank? When you look at some of the really good players that have come through, teenagers that hit first grade really early, where does he rank, Joseph Suwali? Yeah, he's up there, probably one of the, one of the best. Obviously, Kane and David Feeder and all that come through. Time different positions, but they were special too. But yeah, Joey's just yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a package. He's like I said, he's a good guy. He does everything right. He um he prepares well. He studies his game and. Yeah, he's a special player. I'm sure everyone knows that already, though. So, mm. um, yeah, he's up the top. He's up there. But like I said, I think he's just real lucky that he's in a he's in a good environment and and they look after him. And yeah, we've got Matty Lodge on the phone. If you've just uh, joined us now, Matty, I want to talk about rivalry, and it gives me a chance to play Glory Glory to South you, Sydney. You don't do it to a well, Roosters why, player. Well, I can. Well, if he hangs up, I wouldn't. <laughs> No, he can't hang up. That would be unprofessional of him to do so. Matty, um, the rivalry with South Sydney, you're new to the Roosters. Have they drilled that into you yet? Stop it. (laughs) Do they talk about it much? (laughs) Give me the insight. That hurts after last year. No, it actually is. I said I was out of Bronx and you got the cows wrong signing. And, um, yeah, no, I haven't seen anything in NRL like these two clubs go at it. So... I didn't know too much about it last year, but I said the boys hate them, I will too. So, um, yeah, it's pretty fierce, I guess, and they're right next to each other, and it's competitive, and both teams go well. So, that that those games last year at the new stadium, that was, I said I played at Sam Corp Footfield out a lot for Bronx, but that stadium was something else. That was probably the best, mm. best, um, it was, yeah, vibe I've ever played in. It was so loud, and just, you know, we won the first one, they won the second one. It's disappointing, but. No, that atmosphere was, yeah, you won't, we won't get that much. 
Well, a message from me to you guys. Stop stealing our bloody juniors and there won't be a war. All right. That's <laughs> Hey, got a couple of texts here. Tell Maddie Lodge I'm his neighbour Tony and I said keep the boundary fence on your side. That's uh, one text there for you, oh, mate. No, no way. <laughs> That's hilarious. We just pulled it down today. Tell him he's trying to take 10 centimetres off you. <laughs> and another one from Rooster Muzz, big Rooster supporter. Uh, Woogie and Worm, g'day, boys. Uh, can you please thank Lodgie on my behalf for what he did for my beloved Roosters last year and also wish him all the best for the upcoming season. Good on you, boys. There's a lot of love for you, Matty. No, it's good. That's what I mean. You can't. Not everyone can let it go, but um, there's a lot of people that are real kind to me, and I appreciate that all the time, so it's good. Well, you know what? You're putting the hard work in. You're, you're rebuilding your reputation. Um, and, you know, what I, love, what I love about you, even though you're a Roosters player, is the fact you're an old-school front row, isn't he, Sats? He is. He is. And I've got to say, working in the media post-retirement, he's always been really good with his time. Yeah. Uh, Matty, and, and we've got to really thank you for, for coming on tonight, especially on your day off. Really appreciate it. No, that's all good. Go, go easy on the, No, our pleasure. Go easy on the bunnies in round three, all right? <laughs> Get back on the shovel. Yeah, see you, mate. Yeah. Matty Lodge joining us on Sports Day. Good bloke. And you know what? He answered that question. I, I, I wasn't sure, and I spoke to you before the show. I said, look, I'm going to ask this question. Is that okay? Well, and, it's got to be asked. I mean, because when Matty's – and I'm sure he's sick of hearing it, And but one thing about Matty is he's, he's willing to own up to it. And like – I said to you, and like we said at the start of the show, he, he did something that that was, um, well, it, it wasn't good to watch when you look at the, the footage of it. But outside mm. of that, he's he's tried to do everything he can to try and turn his life around. And and as I said earlier on, fatherhood has played a huge part in that. Mate, got to does remember, everyone. Like you're saying, I didn't realise he was 18, 19 years of old, age when that happened. Yep. Not, that's no excuse. You're, you're an adult and you're responsible for your behaviour. But he's done everything he can to, to become a better person and... You know, I can't fault him. I can't fault him. And I, you know, talking to the the guys at, when he was back in the Host Plus Cup, the Queensland Cup, doing his time, trying to come back the second tier footy. I spoke to the guys at Redcliffe about him because I was covering a lot of the games, calling the games for Channel Nine, and they just couldn't fault him. Yeah, right. In the community, they just could not fault him. Yeah, yeah. It's good to chat to him, uh, even though he is a Roosters player. He did uh, just send me a text then and say, "Boys, can you play my favourite song to the break?" So we will. Here's his, uh, "Glory, Glory to South Sydney" as requested by Matty Lodge. Well, I love that he's neighbour Tony. <laughs> how good, Tony? How good that? <laughs> Tony, don't let him steal your land, mate. Tony, don't let him do it. He's got enough coin as it and is. And if he wants to put a gate in between both properties, don't let it happen. Yeah, no. Okay, your fridge will be empty. <laughs> yeah, let's get to a break. Uh, Simon Orchard from uh, New South Wales Greyhounds joins us next here on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit dodgy getting this man on tonight. Two for, none from two last week. Yeah, after the week two before, from two. He had a good win the week before. Yeah, that's the week I don't have a bet. Uh, gamble responsibly, by the way. Time 
for Simon Orchard from Greyhound, Greyhound Racing New South Wales. The Greyhound Super Series presents the Country Classic Saturday, March 18. G'day, Simon. Afternoon or evening, I should say, guys. Yeah, Where are you? Feeling a bit dodgy. I, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of katsu chicken for lunch, which isn't quite sitting too good <laughs> at the moment. But I'm, uh, I'm at the children's playground, just picking the kids up, and uh, yeah, we're uh, having a bit of fun here, late night shopping down in Melbourne. All right, all right, mate. Well, listen, just hold on uh, for for the next three or four minutes while we get through this uh, cross. We've got some big heats of the Richmond Oaks and Derby coming up on Friday. Is it Derby or Derby in New South Wales? I keep forgetting. Yeah, it's a great question, fellas. We had the National Derby and Futurity back in January, and I made the error of calling it a Derby for the first uh, two hours of the coverage. I was over in Perth, you know, for the best part of 10 years, and I yeah. think it's a Derby over there, but it's a Derby here. Definitely a Derby in New South Wales. And you're right, we've got some heats of the Richmond Derby and the Richmond Oaks. And look, I'm going to say there's probably a lean towards the girls, the Oaks, this year in terms of quality of the heats, boys. Um, last year, the races were taken out by He's Grand. He won the Derby and uh, Good Odds Cash won the Oaks. And I think this year, we've just got a little bit better quality. So Mia, she's fast. She goes around for Frankie Hurst to get in the Oaks. She was a group two runner-up in the Gosford Cup uh, at the back end or start of this year. We've got... Reflections, who ran third in the Falls of Thunder, a Group 1 race behind She's a Pearl just a month or so ago. Uh, we've got Windra All Class, the National Futurity winner, Group 1 winner as well, and the wonderful story with the Bartons there. Sue Barton, if she's listening, a big shout-out to you. She's going through some difficult health um, situations at the moment, so she'll be running around. And Yuko Girl Boys, who's been in about seven or eight group finals already, without winning a big one, she could well be one of the favourites on her home track. So, look, Oaks is chock full of quality. The Derby as well, we've got three heats of that. Uh, smaller fields than probably we would have liked, but still some really good quality going around. And the heats are Friday night, the final, next weekend, and really looking forward to it. 40 grand for the winner of each race, and of group yeah, two nice. quality to go on the CB as well. Yeah, the feature races, they keep rolling on, Simo. Uh, Country Classic, you think of what, heats start next week. It's worth about $125,000. Uh, 600 metres, and the final is then in about a month's time in Dubbo. So who are some of the dogs to look out for? Yeah, really good stuff, Satsy. The um, the stinger at the start told you March 18, I think the final is out in Dubbo. And last year, I didn't get to go, but apparently Shannon Noel had the place absolutely rocking out there in Dubbo. So we've hired some different entertainment this year. Um, I can't remember the fella's name. I should know this, but he's a really big country star who's actually going viral at the moment on social media. So check out thedogs.com.au if you want to find out who that is. But you're right, the heats start next week. Nara on Monday night, they kick off, and then it's basically a travelling roadshow. Boys around the state, Grafton, the Garden, Tamora, uh, Dubbo itself. There's semi-finals and heats uh, over the next couple of weeks. And then the final, which was won by a dog by the name of Zipping Kyrgios, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners know. Uh, it won the race last year. It was the first ever edition. This year, we will crown a new winner. And already, some of the big dogs are emerging. Andy and Jody Lord are taking six runners out to Dubbo this Saturday night just to have a look at the track. So it's about a six-hour journey from their home down in Gunning in the state south. And they've put... The two boys, Andy and Jody, don't uh, do a lot of the travelling. They give the uh, the handlers the job of taking the dogs out to the track. So they'll be in the car for about 12 hours just to go and have a look at that Dubbo circuit. This is how much the race means to the camp, uh, the Lord camp. 125 grand, nothing to sneeze at. And it's a wonderful new addition to our calendar in the last 12 months. It's not Casey Barnes, is it? There's it's the not Casey Barnes. Okay, right, yeah. Uh, 
country. It's not. Let's keep guessing. That's right. Yep. Make, this will make good radio. Casey Chambers. No. <laughs> uh, Troy Cassadaly. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nolsey. Don Wormson might be Nolsey dusting off the guitar. What are the tips tonight, Simon, at Winnie Park? Yeah, look, I've got to. Uh, I've probably got to redeem myself, boys, after last week's swing and a miss. But, look, hopefully we can do it tonight. Race three, number two, Zipping Sylvia, one of the best on the card. She comes out of the Robert Smith Memorial Main Series where she was tipped to do really good things. She just had no luck. She went to Wenty Park last week. She went in really good time, about 30.03. Anytime a dog gets down near the 30-second mark and they're only a youngster, that's good going, boys. So race three, number two, Zipping Sylvia. And then I like the name of this one as well as being a good tip. Race seven, number five, bankroll. Hopefully that's what the listeners will be after this one gets up tonight. Only missed the money in eight runs at Wenty Park. So in eight starts at Wenty Park, has only missed the top three on one occasion. Got a couple of wins as well. And last week, ran third to a dog by Kenya. Smokeman, who is on fire at the moment. So a really good form reference at Wenty Park tonight. Rightio, mate. Thank you for those. Jeez, those kids are going nuts in the background. The world's richest middle distance race. Can you taser some of those kids, please? <laughs> the Country Classic Saturday, 18th of March at Dubbo. It's Greyhound Racing Supercharged. And see what happens when you give the kids red cordial and take them to a playground. <laughs> Simon what do they say, boys? Never work with kids, animals, or former football players. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Got it all covered there, mate. Yeah. Uh, have a good one, Simon. There you guys. Yeah, good luck with uh, those tonight. Make sure you do a gamble responsibly. 0457 736 736 is our text number. You want to get one into us? Cameron Serrato, um, this is from Adrian, the accountant from Rouse Hill, says, needs to make the following calls. One, tap Kyle Flanagan on the shoulder and say, mate, sorry, but you are not of NRL standard. Two, Jacob Carraz, who was great in the one jumper for Lebanon at the World Cup is your fullback. And Gerald Skelter, number three, has to partner Paul Alamotti in the centres. Paul Alamotti, to the listeners who have never seen this young centre from the Bulldogs, came through their junior reps. He is special. He's a special player. Um, really interested to see uh, what he does. Oh, you know what? I I think Kyle Flanagan's a really good player. And like I said last night, I think he'd be really good with a seasoned 5'8". You know, if he was playing inside, let's just say like a... Um, Luke Keary or uh, yeah, someone who's been around and knows how to get themselves around the field and he just played a really good yep. co-pilot role. I think he'd be really good. Because Matty Burton's still sort of getting used to that position, I'd throw Josh Reynolds at seven. Well, look how good they looked mm. when he came on against the Sharks in that trial. Yeah. They were getting flogged. Yep. They didn't look like they could score a try. Yep. He comes on and plays that, plays that role and they score two tries in the space of five minutes. Exactly. Now, ending in 465, hey, uh, Satch, you keep bringing up Bronson Sherry's name. You brought him up a number of times. Have I? I, don't, I, I did when we spoke about the Australian schoolboy side. Have I mentioned him before? Oh, you mentioned him a couple of weeks ago as well, but there's, it's not as if you're waxing lyrical about him. No, and he did exactly the same as Ben Johnson, the Olympic sprinter. He cheated to win or get to the top of his game. As Sherry did this from a young age and should – well, we don't know about that. Well, he did it from a young age from a team. Like, he was only a young player. Uh, should be deserve a life ban. Now the Bulldogs signed him a while back when he should not be welcomed back to the NRL ever. Drug cheek, no ifs or special treatment. Now, you know, 465, I, I tend to sort of agree when it comes to um, performance-enhancing drugs, especially the, the levels of some, some athletes. I, I do agree with you. If you are going to let, and powers to be that are a lot smarter than I, 
would come up with, um, you know, the rules and regulations around this. If they're allowed to come back into the game, you would think that they would come through like Matty Lodge did, and his had nothing to do with performance yeah, enhancing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he had to, he had to come through second grade. But and I'm sure, what, what's and special? sure he will. If if he goes to the Bulldogs, he's not guaranteed a first grade spot. Exactly, he's he's going to have to do the hard yards to get back to first grade. He's going to be out of the game for four years. He's not going to waltz straight back into an NRL team. I, I do get your point. I do get your point that he shouldn't be even offered a contract in rugby league. And there's at some stages I, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. Okay, but, my but if he is, I mean, it's going to take a long time for him to get back to NRL standard. But what's the special treatment? What special treatment has he been given? He's been given a, a four year. No, but he's been given a four year band. Like he, he doesn't control that. So he's, he's, he's dealt, he's played with the cards he's been dealt. He's not getting any special treatment. I don't agree with what he did, mm. but he's he's given a four year ban. I he sp- doesn't hand out the ban. I suppose what four six five is alluding to is, and I may be wrong. Uh, no ifs or special treatment. He, he, may, he may be thinking stress special treatment is he's allowed to receive a contract. But that's not special treatment. He's allowed to play after a four yeah, year ban. Right. And that's the rules, whether you agree with it or not. It's the rules. I right? don't agree with it. You don't agree with yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's the rules you got to play by. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as I said. I've seen players that have left the game for religious reasons for two years to do their uh, the Mormonship, mm. and they've, it's taken them. You know, sometimes players haven't been the same after two years when they're allowed to train. And um, mm. with Bronson Cherry, he'll, he'll it'll take a long time for him to get back to, to the timing. Just one quick one before I I got to duck off. So you're doing the show for the next. What is it? 23 minutes. Good luck. Mm. Uh, the Australian cricketers are soft like marshmallows. Can't take any criticism and the board need to rip into them and back a coach who's willing to wield the axe and show some tough, honest feedback. The Australian public can see through their scripted BS scripted interviews, Long Shanks on the Gold Coast. I think a lot of people feel like that, Long Shanks. Mm. Um, because, yeah, who if this is a, if this is a player-led team, who hands out the discipline? Is it the skipper? And I don't, ta- I don't take – and this is, this is not even having a crack at Pat Cummins, but I don't see him as a tough person like that. Don't know. We, we don't know the way that he operates as a leader. I think we're speculating. Well, he, doesn't, well, he doesn't come across like that. Well, he doesn't come across that way, but he may be different behind closed doors and he's not willing to throw teammates under the bus publicly. So um, we're gonna, we'd like to assume that he's a tough leader. And you don't have to. You don't have to be a tough leader. You've been. You got to be an honest leader. You've got to know when to dish it out, though, too. Yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that the the playing group for Australia has has had a fair say for many, many years. But in saying that, we've had a lot of successful Australian yep. sides that yep. haven't had a lot of chops and changes and haven't needed to because they were successful and they had strong leaders in their in their team as well. It's and that's when to, you don't need a coach. If yeah, you've got a strong captain, John Buchanan. Yeah. Perfect example. Yep. He looked after the stats. He yep. made sure everyone was a little bit OCD in their preparation. Uh, he did a lot of work for the players, but he allowed the senior players to... You know, and the captain. We had a great yep. relationship. Yep. He underst- it's a little bit like Phil Jackson. He understood Dennis Rodman. John Buchanan understood Shane Warne mm. and, they, and, and you know, understood Andrew Simons and those sort of guys, mm. as did Darren Lehman, understood Andrew Simons, knew, knew what made him click mm. as a player. As a player so. You know, a lot of people too have criticised Cummins for not bowling uh, towards the end of that first innings when India was seven for 150-odd. Yep. Good chance to knock over the tail and also for not bowling in the second innings at all. Mm. 
So, anyway, he's the captain. He makes those decisions. That's why he's on the big bucks. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. You can't crucify a man for that. Yep. Let's go to a break. This is Sports Day. I'll catch you tomorrow night, mate. Do you want me to get you anything while I'm out? You're good. Can you find a personality while you're out? <laughs> uh, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. I'm sorry. I'm leaving you with sats for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats here. Woogie has left for the evening. He'll be back tomorrow night. Um, and Cohen's in the in the chair. How are you, Co? Must be nice for him, eh? Just to be able to walk out. Oh, he keeps out. whinging. He goes, oh, I never get a break. I never get a break. But he puts his hand up for to go to a, an NRL season launch. Mate, he's To switched... go and rub shoulders. He's a jock sniff. Oh, he loves it. He loves oh. it. He, mate, he went, he went overseas for three weeks yeah. last year, late last year. So I don't know what he's talking about. Mm. He needs to work harder. It needs to work like us. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did a great job today getting Matty Lodge. That's, that's great. Because it's, it's very difficult to get Roosters players. Um, they make a lot of players available. And uh, so it's great to get Matty Lodge, especially on his day off as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna, we have been doing season previews over the last couple of weeks, starting from 16th place a uh, couple of weeks ago. Now we're up to the Melbourne Storm. They finished fifth on 32 points. 15 wins, nine losses, always... Uh, one of the most prominent teams in the competition. Uh, it was the first time the Storm finished outside the four since 2014. Now, you're a rugby league man. Mm-hmm. I've always admired what the Storm have done over the years. Uh, Christian Welsh named sole captain of the Storm. Uh, one of the greatest privileges, he says, in his illustrious career. And uh, it's the 25th anniversary of the club as well. First year was 1998. Now, a lot of the Melbourne Storm players came from the defunct 1997 Hunter Mariners side for the Super League. The Gold Coast Chargers were offered the players from the Hunter Mariners to do a merger, and the Gold Coast Chargers in 1997 knocked them back. And so the Gold Coast Chargers, no longer in the comp, 1998, Melbourne Storm go on to win the first competition in 1999. So celebrating the 25th year of the great club. Now, uh, you got some audio here from Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, it, there was speculation that he would return... Uh, somewhere around round eight, but he's put those rumours to bed. There's something coming out of the week that I'll be back sort of round six to eight. And that's probably a little bit ambitious at the moment, but just a slow process. So um, I think the mentality at the moment is just trying to, to get back and be the level that I was performing at before or, or close enough um, rather than just coming back. Yeah, so there's still a long way to go for Ryan Pappenhausen. Of course, he had a shattered kneecap. That's a long That's a long time out, isn't it? Went to America to, to also... Yeah, Bill Knowles. Did you see it, the injury, live? Yeah. Yeah, oh, mate. It one was of, One of the worst I've seen. It was straight on. Straight on, clash Bang. head on, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon his pace, uh, it'll, surely it'll never be the same. No, nah, he's got youth on his side. He'll be right. Okay. Yeah, he'll be okay. Nick Meaney, I think, will probably take up the number one jersey, I would think. Yep. Um, while Ryan Pappenhausen is out. Yeah, Meaney will slot in. He played there last year for a fair chunk. Good but Munster, Munster can go back there. He won't. I don't think they'll... I don't think I'll break the Jerome Hughes and, and Cam Munster partnership. It's pretty solid. Too dangerous. Justin Ollum, broken arm, out for the first four to six weeks. Yeah, they're, they're going to be struggling with outside backs for the first few rounds. Well, Remus they? Smith, 
will be there somewhere. Mm. He's got to come back. Uh, will Warbrook, who's a New Zealand rugby sevens player, has been really good during the uh, during trials. It was impressive. Six foot five, mate, absolute tearaway. Xavier Coates as well. He's uh, Brandon Smith is departed. Uh, Harry Grant, he'll just play eighty minutes. Um, they've got young young Wishart as well. That'll that'll fill in as the utility. They've got one of the best signings, I think, from from the off season. Mm. Eli Katoa. Yeah, we've agreed on this. He had a great year for the Warriors and. They really had some holes there, didn't they, Sats? Like with Kenny and uh, Kafusi leaving. Mate, I reckon he'll have one of the best seasons we'll see from He's a 21. Oh, mate. And outside of that, they've got Trent Liero as well. He'll just, come in. Just imagine Bellamy in his ear just saying, mate, this is your job. This is all I need you to do. As a lot of the Melbourne Storm players always say, Craig Bellamy, as direct as he is, he can't be any more direct. He says, I'm going to give you three jobs. That's all you've got to worry about. That's what someone like Ellie Katoa needs. He yeah. can be the signing of the year. Mate, I'm, let's just put it out there. Can I also t- say there's a player that's flown under the radar? Mm-hmm. Um, Tarek Sims. Yes. He's a State the of Dragons. Origin. He only played State of Origin. Did he play State of Origin last year? Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> but um, but he, I think he played, <laughs> well, he played two years ago. I remember that. He had an outstanding series. Um, he had that little flick pass to set up one of the tries. Townsville. Yes. In Townsville, yeah. State of Origin. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, injured, though, I think. Yeah, he is yeah. injured. Yeah, he is. Now, many many have uh, always put them on death row when they lose a lot of players. You said they've lost the Bromwich brothers. I've lost uh, Felice Calfusi as well. Um, so, yeah, many have, many have always put them on in the electric chair. But with a, a coach like Bellamy and players like well, – you look at their side. When Pappenhausen comes back and they've got the back half of the season, you've got Pappenhausen, you've got Xavier Coach, Justin Olam. You got Munster, you got Jerome Hughes, a young Josh King, Eli Katoa, um, Harry Grant, Nelson Asafa Solomana. The list goes on. Well, you look at all the successful clubs mm. based off a of spine. Yep, they've got one of the best spines in the, in the competition. It, Did when, you say spine? Yes. Yeah, now, Jason will be listening. Will you be listening in the car right now? <laughs> I just need you to say how good will they be in the middle third with their spine? <laughs> I didn't say middle third. I yeah. definitely go spine. But yeah, yeah like Pappy. Hughes, Munster, and Grant. Like, so where where are they finishing? Oh, I still think they're a top five five side, if barring injury. I'll say six. Six. I think they're going to struggle like the first kind of eight to ten rounds. Yep. With all these players out, especially in the back line, their forwards are pretty strong. But yeah, I think that Origin period will be tough as well. But between maybe a seven to when the Origin starts, I think they'll start to get a bit of a momentum. And in the back end of the year, I think they'll kick on. I think you'll see Tarek Sims play a lot of front row at Melbourne. Really? Like Chris, Christian Welsh and Nelson Asafa Solomano will, will start in the they'll front start, row. Yeah. And they had, don't have a lot. They've got Tui Kamakamitha. He's a good young player as well. They so, don't really have a rotation, do they? Yeah. Like, who else have they got? Well, they play big minutes. Their big men play big minutes. So, mm. yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, I think they'll – I think they'll, well, you're, you're saying they're six. So I think they'll finish in the top five. Okay. Yeah, I think – but, you know, the losses that they've had with the Bromwich brothers and – and um, Brandon Smith and Kalfusi, they're big losses. Brandon Smith's the biggest one. He's huge. He's a massive loss. He gave him that, that shot of injection, that adrenaline, didn't he? One player here, mm-hmm. Jack Hol- Holgwarth. Oh, Jock, uh, Jack Howarth. Howarth. Yeah. You reckon he'll get a run this year? I hope so. I, I, watched a, I watched a fair bit of him in the – he played rugby union in the private school system mm. in Queensland. He's an, out, he's an outstanding player. He's half, isn't he? No, no. He's a back rower oh. slash centre. He's a really big unit. Okay. He's a, a tremendous schoolboy rugby union player. 
yeah, Jack Howell, he's a really good player. So they've got really good depth, just lacking a little bit of experience. So Melbourne Storm, what do you think? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Have you out them? Have, are they one of the teams that's going to miss the eight this year, or can they press for another premiership? Make sure you give us a call um, or send a text through. This is Sports Day with Sats and Cohen. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Cohen here. Woogie's made his way to uh, NRL season launch. Um, should be just about to get into the canapes about now, the horse doovers. <laughs> uh, now, weather update for New Farm Australia through and through. If you're listening in Port Macquarie, great place, Port Macquarie. Only been there once. Beautiful big RSL there. Huge RSL. Give me a player from Port Macquarie. He's played in the NRL. Uh, is it Scotty Hill? Scotty Hill's a Port Macquarie hey. Sharks man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty wet tonight. Thunderstorms and rain continuing through tomorrow with a maximum of 24, low of 16. It's not too bad. Showers will ease by Friday in time for the New South Wales Touch Football Northern Conference. There you go. It seems to be conferences everywhere with touch footy. You ever played touch footy before you got into the... Yeah, you used to play it in the, pre- uh, the off-season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got right? Oh, just enjoyed playing it. We used to play, I used to play on a team called... Um, Condom Kingdom. They're yeah. our sponsor. It's actually a, yeah. a a shop, a retail shop on the Gold Coast. Oh, this is... um, played in another one called the Gutter Rats. Mm. Yeah. This is good gear. Man, yeah. I was I was <laughs> playing at Labrador once as a young fellow. On the Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a big blow up. Like a big fist all in. Oh, it always happens, though, yeah. Mate, they absolutely they, they don't hold back. Mm. Uh yeah, so uh, if you're in Port Macquarie, you've got a bit of rain over the next couple of days. That's New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm. Australian through and through. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, oh, This is about my daughter. She's just resigned from a job. She's got a part-time job for the last four years with Donut King. I said, well, mm. it's a good job. Just stick at it, Olivia. You know, you've got, you're earning good money. So and she goes, no, nah, I'm going to give it up working for Donut King. I said, why? She goes, I'm just sick of the whole industry. <laughs> See, Cohen likes it. Yeah, Steve that's, that's from Dubbo. Hey, thanks for your text. Also, thanks to Jock Madden, Matty Lodge for joining us on the show. Uh, as I said, all your texts throughout the night. Sorry we didn't get to all of them. And if you missed some of the show, get on the podcast. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for Sports Day. Sats and Woogie and Cohen.